Welcome back to another Time to Come Alive session. I'm really enjoying having these moments to, to reflect because it does force me to, to really think about new ways in which I can help people become more conscious. And I support how I can support people becoming more connected to one another or to, to themselves. And then also to be more creative, to create something. And, and it's been fascinating looking at different ways to do that. That's really my purpose. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Valerie Hope, and I'm an executive coach, a professional speaker, and this is a time in our week where we can come together, spend some time really looking inside ourselves and finding ways in which we can be conscious, connect, and also create. A couple of things to start off. If you have access to social media, Feel free to share that you're on Time to Come Alive. Just do a hashtag, Time to Come Alive. You might want to share the email that you received, or if you saw this post on social media, I'll share it with your friends. This is an opportunity for them to be involved live, invite them to. Otherwise, feel free to share the recordings with them afterwards, too. It'll be an opportunity for them to get involved. And I want to remind you all that uh, I have a wonderful quiz that you can take. It also shows you where you're alive in certain areas of your life and where you might not be so alive. You might need to spend some time and energy there. And that quiz is on www.bringjoytolife.com. We'll talk more about that at the end. But for now, let's just take a moment to get grounded. Not only grounded, I think today I'm going to mix it up a little bit. We're going we're gonna to get some energy also out. So for this, still want you to make sure that you're comfortable sitting in your seat or if you're standing, make sure that you are, have both feet flat, flat on the ground, really getting the energy from the ground. Okay. And if you'd like to close your eyes, you may. Otherwise, feel free to soften your gaze. And take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. As you do that, I want you to think about your hands today. Yeah, I said your hands. Specifically, I want you to really feel the energy that's in your hands. Are your hands warm? Perhaps they're a little cold. Your hands and your fingers feel really flexible. Maybe, maybe they're a little bit stiff. Either way, just pay attention to the energy that's in your hands right now. And just take another deep breath as you're noticing that. I want you to think of the times where you've used these hands. You've used your hands to support somebody, to, to Give them something, to take something from them. Perhaps you used your hands to create something alongside someone. I want you to remember that experience and how you were using your hands at the moment. Perhaps you used your hands to stop something, some action and behavior in support of someone. Perhaps you use your hands to comfort 
somebody. Think of those moments where you really relied on your hands to show your support to others. And just think, thank your hands. Thank them for the work that they do for you every day, for how they help you get ready in the morning and support your own lifestyle. Thank your hands for how they reach out to support other people and what they need, whether that's making a meal for a loved one, whether that's carrying out the trash, whether that's picking up papers or the mail for somebody, for your family. Whatever the reason that you reach out and use your hands, thank them. Thank them for the ability to support, support you and support others. Take another deep breath. And finally, use your hands to give yourself a high five or to energetically give a high five to those people that you give your support to. Wonderful. I think that those moments of gratitude for something that's, you know, I don't know how many times I spent thinking about my hands and my fingers and how they operate and or how they feel. I don't usually spend a lot of time on that. I felt today was an opportunity for us to really give some gratitude to our hands because the main topic for the day is, again, we're building another layer to your personal board of directors. This time we're focusing on those supporter and the supporter relationships. There's a wonderful quote by a, a man named Ryu Nosuke Satoro, and he says, individually, we are one drop. Together, we're an ocean. That really speaks to the notion of having more than one in order to, for there to generate power, right? to be a force of creation. And then over the past few, I guess, months now, we've been touching on different layers of this personal board of directors. And the idea um, I've mentioned in other sessions comes from an article that I read in the Harvard Business Review several years ago about not just focusing on that traditional mentoring relationship where there's a one-on-one -on -one exchange with a person, but to really think about building a community of people with whom you can rely, right, on whom you can rely to provide you with support, as we're going to talk about in more depth today. We've also talked in the past about those legacy members of your board. The legacy members are there to really help you build some, a third, right, a third goal, or that you have a common goal that you're helping move towards. There's also, there's also the, the karmic relationships. We've yet to talk about that one. That, that will be our final installation for this personal board of director series. And you'll hear more about that. But that one, those are, those are the relationships that are there to help you grow, to help you expand and challenge yourself. We also talked about the companions, right? The relationship of with your companions, those that are there to help walk alongside you, supporting you, by just spending time being able to be the shoulder or the shoulder to lean on or commiserate or celebrate with you. And those are the, the four models of relationship that um, 
we've really been talking about over the last few weeks. Today, specifically, we're going to focus on that support model. And the support model of relationship is really about, you know, it's not just I win and you win, but it's really we win when we get together. And like Satoru said, that we are, uh, we're just one drop when we work on our own, but we can be the ocean when we work with, when we're working with others. And the idea is that in these supportive relationships, when you have somebody on your personal board of directors as a supporter, they are working as much for you to meet your, your, your goal, to be successful, as you have the opportunity to work for them. Right? That's what we were honoring and showing gratitude for our hands. The, 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 the memory that I have about this is when I worked uh, with uh, Hyatt Corporation, we were a team of learning professionals, all learning directors. And part of our responsibility was to manage different regions within the Americas. For example, I was assigned to Latin America and the Caribbean. I had my colleague, Cassie, who was assigned to the West Coast. I had another colleague, Marisa. Marisa, was, she was focused on the East Coast. We had another colleague that was focused on the South, Southeast. Anyway, we all had a different area that we were responsible for. The beauty, though, of that team was that we knew that although we were all responsible for our own specific areas, that our job was to make work as easy, as fun, and, as, and be as successful as we possibly could. We were not in competition with each other. We didn't withhold resources. If we needed to step up and help somebody because they had to go out, I, uh, my friend Cassie, she went off on maternity leave at one point, and all of us, right, it was an all-hands-on-deck moment. And those are the moments when you really think about you have a circle of people, or even if it's just one person, that you can rely on to help give you the resources, the information, the, the, the guidance, right? They might teach you how to do something in order for you to fulfill your goals. That's really the, the, the main reason or the, 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 the way that a supportive relationship looks like. Now, there are a few questions that I think might be helpful to answer. First of all, why are these even important? In the, when you think about the workforce, for example, whether or not you're an you're active member of the workforce, when you think about the workforce, as we shift, right, the workforce evolves, and we have now a new generation of, of, of people coming into the workforce, the millennial generation, if you want to give it the label, the millennial generation really relies on having mentors at work in order to feel more successful, to know that they are able to get the support and the guidance that they need. And there was a study that was done that the, those that have mentors in the workplace are, are likely to stay up to five years, in some cases more, and they're 60, 68% more likely to stay if they have a mentor. 32% likely if they do not. So if you work in the company or you own a business and you want to ensure that people in your company stay for the long haul, mentoring is really important. Now, it doesn't have to be mentors within the company, but you want to have something. Right? So this support group, this, this personal board of directors, supporters, they're probably most akin to the mentor-advocate relationships that we talk about in the work. Now, who are those people that we're talking about? Like, what do we exactly mean? I think there's three different ways to look at the supporter role. One way would be to have like the Jedi master, right? That's, 
you think about Yoda, for example, you know that this is a person who's wise beyond their years. They've done that particular role or they've been in a situation where they've mastered it. They really know what and how to, to manage that particular situation. They're wonderful addition. For example, there's a, a couple that I know uh, from my church, Bob and Jane, and they've become my mentors. Now, both of them are well past their, their, their work stage, right? They've re both retired. But whenever I have something that I need to know, well, how do I do this? And where should I go? Or who do you think I should connect with? They're wonderful people to sit down. They have the patience and the energy to go through step by step. This is how you do it. Here's how you avoid the pitfalls. But having this Jedi master Yoda person in your circle of supporters is a good person to have. That could be someone in your community that's been around for a long time. They've seen the ups and downs. They understand, hey, this is where things, this is where things are working and this is where they're not. This is what you should move towards. This is what you should avoid. Those are really important people to have. They'll really give you insight into what, what's happening around you. And might also fine-tune your skills if you're building some skills and wanting to learn something new. The next type of supporter you want to consider for your board is the type that uh, it's probably most akin to, you know, those when you travel and you have to take either that little adapter or converter so that you can use the energy or the electricity in other countries you can plug into the wall. Sometimes that is just an adapter because it has a different prong and you need this in order for it to fit. Other times it actually changes the current. Well, this particular type of supporter is the kind that can get you plugged in, right? They're the ones that seem to have, they, they know everybody, they know how to translate what you're doing into whatever other industry, perhaps. They're the ones that if you, you know, um, Mariam, you mentioned that you were moved to another location, you might need someone that's already plugged into their community to see, okay, well, how do I now take who I am and what I love to do and what I'm interested in and apply that in this particular city. And you want somebody that's already well-connected that can actually help you adapt, right? Or they might help take what you do and, and shift it in such a way or explain it in such a way to another that then it fits, right? Makes sense. Those are the plugged in supporters. And then the last uh, type of supporter I think is awesome to have is if you watch the Netflix series, Grace and Frankie, which I think is hilarious, by the way. And the two actresses are Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, who've been around for decades. I think they're both in their 80s at this point. I mean, they're still wonderful stars. What I, love, what I love about that pairing is that in the show, specifically in the show, they're peers, right? There's, there's no I know more, I know less kind of relationship. They're equals. They're completely different, <laughs> but yet they're both working to make sure that the other has her goals and needs fulfilled. Whether that looks like, hey, you know, Frankie, she didn't, she needs to pass her, her driving exam, and Grace being the more structured, organized, methodical person will help her build whatever plan she needs in order to get her driver's license. So you want people in your circle that you know will help support you that as equals, they're the ones that have your back. They're the ones that remember, remind you who you are. I have a, a good friend of mine, uh, Adriana, who's fantastic at this. She and I have worked together years ago, and she's been in and on, she's been on and off my board for several years, depending on what part of my life I'm in. 
And now she's the person that I say, hey, I want to work on this. This is what I'm doing. And she'll, she'll be the one to ask me questions like, oh, how did you do on that thing that you said you wanted to do? Have you started yet? And we encourage one another. So that way you have somebody that without any competition, now you can't have a hater in this circle of supporters. You can't have somebody that's looking at a curious, a curious Carlos, as I like to say, <laughs> that's just wanting to find out what you're up to because they either comparing or you know, they, they, they're not there to help you move forward. You're looking for someone that is there because with no other interest in seeing you succeed or be happy and be fulfilled. Those are the, the main ones. So you wanna have that Jedi master, a wise person. You also wanna have that, that universal adapter, converter that's plugged in and helps you connect. And then you also wanna have that person who is a great Grace and Frankie for you. Somebody that can really help you with no other interest in making sure that you're fulfilled move your, your agenda, move your goals forward. Now, here's some tips of how to find those people. I think, you know, we have these conversations and I can tell you, oh, these are the people you need in your life, go for it. And then like, well, how do I, how do I find people like that? How, how are you able to know who's a good person to invite onto your board? One is, there's some questions that you wanna ask yourself and perhaps others. One is, uh, Who's doing something that I would like to do or doing something in a way that I would like to do it? Or another version would be, who do I want to, what do I want to learn and who might be a good person to teach me? That's a good way to find that Jedi, that Jedi master is figure out what is it that you want to learn and who might be doing it in the way that you would like to learn it. Okay. That's number one. The second is, who seems to be well-connected? Who's that person that, seems, that everybody seems to know, that seems to show up in the most unexpected places? Like, oh, you see them at the grocery store, they're talking to somebody, you see them at the library, you see them at the movies, you see them at an event, you see them. Who are those people who seem to be connected to others? They seem to be present all the time. That's something you just wanna pay attention to. And then last is who seems to be genuinely interested in my life. I really think about who seems to want to, who's asking you, hey, how are you doing? How's it, you know, how's it going? Is it working? What's not working? Who are those people? And these are questions, I'm not giving you information on how to reach out to them, but questions that you have to be so clear about yourself that you will know when you see them who you need to reach out to. Now, the way you reach out to them it's usually pretty organic. You can actually just walk up to somebody and ask them some of these questions or let them know, oh, I noticed that you, you, know, you know how to do this and you've done this really well. I'd love to have your advice. Sometimes, sometimes it's that simple. The hardest part though is really getting clear on what it is that you need. When you have that clarity, then it's a lot easier to make a request of someone. And so those are some questions that might help. Now here's the last piece of this. How do you nurture those relationships? So once you have them in your circle, perhaps you already have them on your board, but those are the kind of relationships, just like all the others we mentioned, that have to be nurtured. One is you gotta appreciate, appreciate, appreciate them. Find ways to let them know how what they've done or said to you have helped you. 
that's one of the main ways that you can show that that relationship is a value to you. A, thank you so much for teaching me to do this. Look what I've done in, in, as, a, as a result of what you taught me, here's what I'm able to do now. As a result of who you introduced me to, here's what that person has now been able to, to support me with. You wanna give them that update. So in appreciating them, specifically what they did and what impact it had, those two, giving, being able to articulate those two will be huge in making sure that, that you nurture that relationship. The second way of nurturing is share. Share your goals. So if you're looking for to get involved in a new community, if you're getting, if you'd like to be more connected in the school system, share with people, yeah, I'm looking to get more connected in the school system. I'm trying to find ways to be a, a mentor for young people, or I'd like to be involved in this nonprofit, or I'd like to be involved in, in this particular work project. Really let people know what you're up to. Now, they may or may not be able to support you in that particular thing, but people who want to be supportive want to be in the know, not only the times when you need them, but just want to be involved in your life, see what you're up to. They may or may not be able to contribute at the moment, but they will always have your best interests at heart. The next way to nurture it is and request their advice. I know there's a lot of people who probably love to just offer advice <laughs> without you requesting it. And, and those are good relationships to have as well. But consider that some people will not offer advice or guidance or resources or connections unless you request it. So get really comfortable. Once you're clear on what you need, be comfortable in making a request of someone. That's, that's a way for them to also feel nurtured because you really care about their opinion, you care about their knowledge. If you're not asking for it, it's not likely that they will offer it. And then finally, when they do offer that advice, <laughs> when they do offer their knowledge, listen. <laughs> There's nothing worse. And I don't know if you've had this experience yourself. If, when you've been the supporter, right, really well working, helping someone achieve their goals, and you've done it before, or you know the community and the right people for them to connect to, or you really have the, their best interests at heart, and all you get back is, no, that won't work because, no, I don't think that's going to be, right? You just get yes, yes buts <laughs> or no buts. <laughs> and the problem there is that it becomes disheartening for them to be able to support you or even disheartening for us to support others when we don't feel that they're open to it. And that doesn't mean that we all have to agree with the advice or the, or the direction that we're given. But it does mean that we have to be really gracious in how we accept it. Like, thank you, I've never thought about it that way. Let me think about that. I wonder how this would work for me if I wanna do it this way. And you can continue the dialogue. It doesn't mean that you're taking orders from somebody. It literally just means that you're now opening, you're open-minded enough to engage with them in a way that, that makes sense to them, or that honors who, who they are and what they have to offer you. That's, those are some of the, the main ways I wanted to make sure that you all prepared yourself for, for these supporter relationships. And now everything that I've said also applies for you to go out and support other people. All right, so figure out, are you the Jedi master? Are you the adapter, the, the plugged in person? Are you the Grace and Frankie type person? 
where in the where in your life do you see someone that might need your knowledge and expertise? Where in your world do you see somebody that might need to get connected with others and you have the access and resources? Where in your life do you see a peer, a friend that could really need, could really have someone like you to hold them accountable, remind them of who they are, remind them of what they're capable of, remind them that, hey, what you do matters, keep doing it. You can be that person for anyone in your circle. I guarantee you it'll be twice, maybe 10 times easier to find that for yourself. It tends to be pretty reciprocal, this, this supporter relationship. It's seldom a one-way street. And like I said, your supporters may come and go from your board at different times in your life. When you're just starting a new job, perhaps there's a high need for supporters. When I started my own business, there's a high, there's been, <laughs> still is a high need for supporters because there's a lot of things that I'm having to put in place. Now, I've also been on the other end of the spectrum when I've been in a role for, for multi, you know, many years and I can be the connector or the supporter for another person. Really think about where you are in your life and what level of support you might provide or you might need. Okay, so that's tons of information about the supporter role. I'm going to pause there and ask what questions or comments you guys have about what I've shared so far or, and how is that showing up in your own life. I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. I'm curious. Mariam, I know we chatted a little bit beforehand. If you could just um, tell us, first of all, tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what do you think about what I shared so far? How does that show up in your life? And you're muted. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. You're welcome. Wow. That was really nice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so, Oh, so I'm in Houston, and um, you know, as you were going through all of that, I was imagining like, okay, how do I, you know, how am I going to do this, you know? Because Houston, <laughs> you know, this is my second day here, and um, so it made a lot of sense. And I also that was really uh, interesting and kind of funny because I, you know, when we're given um, when we ask somebody, and then when we're given their suggestion, their advice it's very important to listen or if it's not something for us um, to kind of let them know, okay, I'll think about it or, you know, let's <laughs> see how that will work for me. Um, it just made me think about this. Um, um, I actually um, asked, uh, he's, he's like a, he's a mentor, you know, and I asked him and when he told me what I should do, I just, straight up to him, I'm like, oh, that's not going to work for me, you know, <laughs> that's not what I want to do, it's like, and I remember he, just the look on his face, you know, like, he wasn't very happy, mm -hmm. oh, like, you're, you know, you come to me, you ask me, you know, I'm telling you, and uh, so that, that's, uh, that's, thank you for sharing that, um, um, you know, like, how to let them know, that's interesting. So what, so what would you do now, thinking back, now that you know you remember his facial reactions, what would you do now with that person? So I would, um, because honestly, what he told me at that time uh, was 
it was a good advice, but at that time, because I wasn't, um, I had not grown in the field, I was not aware, and to me, it didn't look um, a right path for me. Uh-huh. But now when I look at things, it's actually, it was a good advice. And if I had taken it, I would have <laughs> done better. <laughs> but I, at, at huh? that time, I did not understand, you know, I'd work, you know, I was uh-huh. not aware. Um, and I, you know, it's very important uh, to not just, just because somebody says something. And so what I learned from that is uh, whoever gives us a suggestion advice you know it's very important to really listen carefully and uh and and think about it like okay so how like because what happens sometimes we just decide what we want to do how we want to go about things and we have that in mind and we want the other person to affirm and confirm and say this is what i want to tell you too but when they tell you what's right then you know but for me, I was still thinking about like, oh, what I, I want to do this, and I think that's right. But it, what it taught me is that it's important to, um, it's important when somebody tells you to really think about it and not just you know like, um, like think that it's you know it's not that important. Uh, I want to do this one. Let me just do this, you know. So it's important to listen and then to also let that person know like, thank you. Yes, I'll think about that. You know, like mm. what you said. That's so much better way to, um, you know, say that than to just right away say no. That's not gonna work for me. (laughs) (laughs) You also said something that that's really interesting. You mentioned if you want them to affirm, right? You already made a decision about what you want. Here's the thing: if you want someone who is more experienced, more connected, right? That's that accountability person to affirm something that you've already decided or you've thought about. Let them know that's what you want. <laughs> Meaning, ask, hey, I've, I've decided to do this, this, and this. What are your thoughts about that? Yes, and I told him. Okay. He, yeah, so he didn't think that was a good idea. So that he he did. Idea. Okay, got it. Perfect. Oh, wow. You did exactly the right thing. Because sometimes we ask the question innocently, like, oh, I need so-and-so, or I need this and that. And the person tells you, and you're like, no, no, but not like that. <laughs> but in your case, if you also you already said, look, this is what I've done, or this is what I'm thinking of, what's your feedback on that? Again, we, I think you said it right, is that we need to be the ones honoring the feedback because we were asking. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you, Valerie. No, that's so good. I, I've had a couple of people who also told me, those of, you, those of them that have been my supporters, that they said, you know, we give this information to a lot of people and no one follows our advice, and then they, they're upset or disappointed that they don't get what they need. Right. Those that have, that those Jedi masters, you know, those that have a lot of experience and wisdom, yes. they're like, I'll share it once, and then that's it. <laughs> right. And you know what I've heard? Um, um, and say, you know, this is somebody who um, uh, I admire and I want to do what she does in the dental field. And I followed her, I asked her questions, and she was just so, um, she was very generous, she was very nice, very given, uh, uh, you know, very, um, a a wonderful lady. And she asked me, she said, do you know that um, there's so many people, they want to do this, but nobody asks me questions, nobody comes to me to say, hey, like, 
tell me, how do I do this? How? So I, I was surprised, you know, like, wow, that is, you know, so asking is important, you know. Absolutely. Yes. Maria, when you, are you, as you think now, you are starting a new life in a new city. Where do you see the supporter role? What, what are you looking for now? Um, I'm looking, um, you, do you mean like location places? No, I'm thinking about people for your board as a supporter. What kind of supporter relationship would, would be helpful to you now? What kind of information or what type of connection or what type of accountability would you need at this point? At this time, um, uh, <laughs> right now I'm just thinking. Uh, uh, yesterday I felt overwhelmed because uh, because of this whole moving and when things are not in their place, I don't feel comfortable and I'm in a hurry to put everything where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then at the same time, um, I'm not used to just staying home. So I was home all day yesterday too. So I was a little like, oh, like, oh my God, when is this going to be done? So right at this time, it's just, um, I just want, um, I want to set everything, you know, um, unpack everything. That's what I'm thinking now, you know, um, but I was thinking when you were talking about supporter, for me, I would need to find somebody who knows. Um, I would love to connect with some mothers. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Sophia. Yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, me too. And what, and when you say you want to connect with some mothers, what would be, what would you need from connecting with this, these mothers? Um, you know, I would, because uh, uh, I would want somebody that has children around Sophia's age, so, um, you know, they could share, they could interact and, you know, learn from each other, stay with each other. And, um, and I can also learn from others, you know, another mothers who have already had experience. She's my first one, so it'll be nice to kind of listen to, you know, uh, what worked for them or, you know, places around here, different things, different activities and so on. Okay. And how would you go about finding these mothers? What are you, what are you thinking? Um, I would start with uh, going to the mosque and um, I'm hoping, praying that I meet some, you know, um, su supporters there. That Excellent. Yeah, just I would just say set, set Sophia loose someplace. <laughs> what? I was like, just not set her loose, but if you're going to the mosque, <laughs> is to you know have her interact with other kids, and that's usually a great magnet. <laughs> right. Yes, you're right. Children. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Well, good. It sounds like that that would be a really helpful first step yeah. for you as you. Once you start getting settled in your home, but also find ways to get settled with the community. Yes, and I'm so glad I have you. Like, I mean, this is so nice to, you know, see your pretty face and your advices and, 
you know, because you're a friend, so it's nice to just, you know, see you. And I've been trying, I have, um, keep in touch with Aisha also and right. um, other friends. So this is, you know, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy to have you all in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm happy to have you there too. Because and it was sad, you know, leaving Dallas, um, leaving friends, you know, they're like sisters and mm. you have to leave all of that and be in a place where you don't know anybody. It's, uh, that's you know yeah i totally get it yeah starting over is is it can be tougher especially the the not only the the older we get because we usually have invested quite a bit of time and energy where we came from but also right the now you you know now you have a child that you also have to get plugged in finding her a pediatrician finding the places for you know where Places to get the things that you need for your home. Right. And I imagine that it all takes a little bit. She's a, she agrees with me. I'm so glad that we're on the same page, Sophia. <laughs> Good. And I'll take the opportunity to mention one of the things I'm, I'm beta testing up and beta testing. I'm creating a beta program, a coaching program that's six weeks long, focusing on these different elements, on getting really clear about goals. I think some people who are kind of sick and tired of not knowing what to do or how to start doing it and not having the kind of support system that, to hold them accountable to that vision or that dream. And then more than anything, really having these conversations when you can start to kind of really nail down, these are the people that I need in my life at this point. This is how I'm going to build my board. These are the actions that I'm going to take. So this six-week coaching program that I have is instrumental in that. So if you know anyone that's interested I have a handful of spots left, and we're going to start on March 19th. That's coming up pretty soon. I can send you some information if you're interested, or you can check it out on my website. But I think if you want a structure to go through this process, mm -hmm. I got something for you. Thank you, Valerie. You're welcome. <laughs> Good. All right, Meg, what about you? You're in a different phase of your life, too. I'm curious, where do you see the supporter role uh, the, the first, uh, thank you. Uh, the first thing that I thought when you were talking about this Yoda type was, uh, you know, I'm in 12 step program and we call that a sponsor. Uh, there you go. and, um, I have sponsored a lot of people and I have had uh, several different sponsors in throughout mm. my time in, in the program. And, um, you know, the idea is uh, they have what I want and I'm going to listen to how they got it. And that's essentially their job. I mean, some sponsors are, are more um, authoritarian than others, mm -hmm. but mostly um, a sponsor is there to tell you how they did it and to help you try to do the same. Mm -hmm. um, in order to stay clean and sober so and to you know it it's not all just about staying clean and sober either I mean it's about having uh, the best life that you can have and doing um, what you can for other people and to give back um, so let me ask that, you Meg 
when you when you've been the sponsor first of all can you tell us what is that experience what do you get the what do you get out of it when you're the sponsor you're the jedi master <laughs> yeah i i love sponsoring people and watching you know the the lights come on for them um it's just it it helps me to stay sober myself um it's it's very fulfilling i mean being able to help somebody um do their steps and work their program and see how things change for them um and i haven't honestly i haven't seen a whole lot of that um because a lot of times people give up and you know back off and i hate to see that but but it happens uh it's not an easy program mm -hmm. um it's simple but it's not easy um and um uh, so it's really fulfilling if you can see somebody um uh, who who takes it to heart and and actually does the things that you suggest and i'm the type that i don't think that i have all the answers you know no. if it, i think everybody has to um kind of figure out what works for them and yeah. uh and so and and that's my goal is to yeah. you know tweak it into the to the point where it it does what i want it to that yeah. to me it's like it, we don't need a bunch of oppressive rules and regulations in my mind yeah. it's it's there to help that's what it's for so yeah. And then I, I, I also, um, when you said that about letting people know um, stuff that that you're trying to do, I, I don't let know. Let them know your goals. Yeah, to let them yes. know your goals or what you're, yes. Yes. Um, that's something that I've had trouble with in the past because I have a hard time just getting out there and saying, okay, this is what I'm doing. And I've tried doing that as I've, as I've told you, uh, Valerie, I am in the process of trying to get back to Dallas because I want to, that's where I want to live. And I have told my friends in Dallas, you know, most of the people over there that I'm in the process, process of working towards getting back. Uh -huh. um, that's not something that I used to would do. It's just be like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to try to do this on my own. Well, it's a whole lot easier if you, if you let people know, I mean, there's people, maybe somebody will know of someplace I could live, you mm -hmm. know? Well, maybe, let me ask you what, what made you shift from not sharing before to now sharing that what changed? Um, that's a good question. I have to think about that one. Um, how recent was this change from not sharing to sharing? I think it's been a gradual thing. I, I've just, um, um, 
Uh, I think it's been gradual um, in, I'm not sure, probably within the last year or two, I'd say. I mean, it's, it's been pretty recent that I decided that, that it's something that, you know, I need to let people in on. Um, so. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what shifted that now makes you more apt to tell people what you're needing or what you're looking to accomplish. You know, um, for a long time, I, uh, I was very, um, very, I had a very bad uh, inferiority complex. Mm -hmm. I, um, I didn't want to share because I felt like the things that I thought and the things that I believed surely didn't matter and, you know, were either wrong or stupid and um, probably working, working through the steps and working uh, through uh, my church and the learning how to meditate and things like that have really helped. And it finally shifted around where um, I felt like a member of the human race, I guess, mm. uh, where that came from. There was, there was a lot of stuff in my past, you know, that probably contributed to that uh, abuse and, and things um, where I felt like I didn't deserve uh, to be on a level with other people, you know, that I just wasn't good enough. And it finally came, started coming around that, you know, we're all in this together. You know, we're, we're all, um, we're all the same. I mean, and we're all part of the same uh, machine here, I guess. And uh, and that's that's a wonderful thing to to know. Um, so. Absolutely. And I think you said two things that I don't want to skip over because I think those are really. You may not be able to remember the moment where things shifted, but you said two things that you did. You did work on it. Mm -hmm. it. It doesn't just magically disappear when we get older. I think some of us might, you know, think that there are elements of our life that just disappear. We won't care as much or we'll get over it, right? <laughs> the older we get, but that's not the case. You said you had to work. And in this case, you know, you were working the steps, like you said, and that was an opportunity for you to continue to peel off and, and, and alchemize, right? To really get rid of all those things, those beliefs, self-limiting beliefs, those ideas that you had about yourself not, good, not being good enough. And then you also said the second thing. So one end you said working, right? Working on something that's active, that's creating something. And then you also said meditation. Meditation is about stillness. And what I got from what you said, that's where you become more conscious of what seems to be in the way. There's one thing to do something actively, 
like in, any, in the 12-step program, in any kind of coaching program, in any sort of mentoring relationship, you're actively doing something. And I also hear the importance for you to have some stillness so that you could really see what, how that machine was working. That it reminds me, anytime my dad <laughs> was driving someplace, we were all in the car and talking and we're just you know, listening to music or something, all of a sudden he would say, you guys hear that? And we're like, what, what are you talking about that? And he's like, Shh, be quiet. You hear it? And we couldn't hear anything. We had no clue what he was talking about. But he heard or sensed some change in either how the car was performing. There was some little something that all of a sudden caught his attention. And we had to be completely quiet and still so he could hear it. And, <laughs> and at the time, I thought, oh, yeah, you're just being really you know, dramatic. It's not that big a deal. But that's the, only, that's the way he knew that something wasn't working quite the way it was supposed to, because that sound was not normal. Often, we don't take the time to be still enough in our life to see and hear those odd, hmm, that's a different thought, that's odd, or I'm feeling this pain, or I'm feeling this discomfort, I'm feeling tense. And if we're not still and quiet enough to notice it, and it's likely that the work that we're doing won't address it. And so I wanted to point that out based on what you said, Meg, because I do think that that's, that's, the, that's the path, right? The path is being still enough to know what, that there is a challenge, there's a problem, there's a, there's a weird something, right? A sound of some, yeah. or some kind of experience that seems to be out of the ordinary. And then they know what to work on or how to address that work, or how to make a request of a sponsor, or make a request of a, of a supporter. But now we know what to, what, what, is it that, what it is that we need. Does that resonate? Does that, does that capture the path that you took? It does, yes. Mm. I love the way you, you are able to just put all this stuff, you know, and uh, name it, and, and uh, yes. That's great. Thank you. Good. No, thank you for bringing it up. So I think we all take it for granted. It's not a magical process. It requires some attention to self. And, and the fact that you invested that much time and energy in doing the type of work that you did, Meg, and also being this, you know, taking the time to be conscious about it to the point where it really changed your beliefs about yourself. It's changed the way you relate to other people. That's, that's when you know when the work has now, now you've created the space for the work to do the magic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else? Anything else, Meg? I'm just looking forward to the, to the next part here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. it's good to have it's good to have some goals you know to going forward because uh the the fellow last week had talked about how older people there are no goals for for us and i was like but i you know i'm still alive and <laughs> I, need, I need some goals you know so, yeah uh, what, what have you done so far in, in coming up with some goals um my my main goal uh is to look for some place that i can 
get in in Dallas to be um, to be near um, the things that I want to do, you know, like uh, my church, my children, um, and uh, you know, find a find a home group there, which is something I didn't do the two years that I lived there before. I, mm. I just kind of flitted around from one group to the next. So, okay. um, but well, then I also need to kind of look at whether I'm going to continue to try to uh, stay retired or see if I can start doing some work again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was a session that we did uh, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, it was called the OMG, uh, <laughs> the OMG, your talents. Just basically own your talents, master your talent, and then give it away. You might want to go back and listen to that session, Meg, because what you're pointing to is not always, it's not necessarily just, do I need to go back to work? Is that something I want to go do? It sounds like there's something that you have to give. There's a talent, perhaps, that you can share with other people. And whether that talent translates exactly to a career choice or an environment that you want to be in or types of activity or projects that you want to engage in, once you use your talents to inform you, then you'll know when and how and what to give away. So you might want to go back and listen to that one because I think that might give you another layer of, of insight good good i will do that for sure thank you of course you're welcome um and you said something else and it's not just an age thing the goal setting the mm -hmm. quiz that i was telling you all about the www.bringjoytolife quiz um bringjoytolife.com mm -hmm. is an assessment quiz basically that has people look through you know where they are on you know where you are on your goals if you have them or not how you are in your mindset, where you, how the clarity that you might have in the relationships. And what's interesting is I, I did it with a group of people recently before I went and did a workshop and I looked at their goals afterwards and at their goals, I looked at their results and I noticed some really interesting things. Like one was there was this high desire and interest in living this, you know, wonderful life, right? having joy in life, hundred percent commitment to living the life that they love. That was super clear. That was the highest score in the assessment collectively. While the, the lowest scores though, ironically were the actual clarity of what to do to have this life. Like goals, having them clear and written out in some sort of meaningful way or meaningful, uh, a meaningful goal was low. So that, that tells me that, yes, yeah, one thing to say, oh, I wanna have a great life, but I'm not really sure what, I'm, what to do. And that, I thought that was interesting. And then the second lowest score was taking action. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's the, I think the irony of all of this, you know, we, we, we want so much. And even we're thinking about, you know, today talking about personal board of directors. We want the right group of people to connect with. We want support. And yet we don't know what to ask for. And so we become disappointed or somehow confused or become really, uh, reticent, we don't, we're not sharing with people. Most of the time, we're probably not sharing because we're not clear ourselves. 
to that so key, get super clear on what it is that you want. It doesn't mean that it has to be right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, oh, this is the perfect thing, but they, you know, be able to give them something and then you can refine it as you go. So that, if nothing else, I want to leave you all with that thought for today as we're nearing our, our, our closing time. Is yeah. I actually did do the, the, the quiz and it's been almost a month now since I did it. So I might need to redo it. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had got 52 out of a possible 150. So that, that's not very good. <laughs> But it's not a judgment about who you are. It really just gives you some insight. It's, it's forcing, yeah. forcing you to reflect on where, you, where you've come. It's a free quiz. So, yeah, you can take it as many times as you like and just see how you progress or if you stayed stuck. You might want to go look at the scores that impacted your, your, your overall score the most. That could give yeah. a good sense. And, that, and that, as part of the quiz, I'm also willing to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation to debrief the quiz results and give you a little bit more clarity or at least point out some things that might be helpful. And that goes for anybody. So fabulous. A couple things. Next week, we're actually going to have another guest join us. His name is Wynn Fuquay, and he is a, a speaker. He's a photographer, a videographer, really fascinating, fun-loving man. And he's going to talk about how he uncovered his creativity and what he's doing to express that in the world. I think it's gonna be really fantastic. So, so join us next week, March, uh, not March 5th, this, today is March 5th, March 12th, for, for that conversation. And then we have one more personal board of directors session to go, and that's talking about karmic relationships, and that's coming up again. We'll wait a few weeks to, to bring that back, but so just keep, a, keep an eye out for that one if you're wanting to fill out your board with some, some new blood this season. Awesome. Thank you all so very much for joining me today and, and taking on part of your life. And I'm really excited about those who are honored to be on the board. If you need me as part of your board, feel free to contact me too. So I'm, I'm really keen on making sure that people do live their life of love and know exactly what you need in order to do that. Have a wonderful week, everybody. You too. Thank you.